Welcome. You're listening to the Peace and Passion Podcast, the place for conscious couples and individuals who want to explore aspects of their relationships as a self-growth evolution. I'm your host, Iman Iskander, and I'm a couples therapist and counseling coach on a mission to shore up your relational life with useful information and tips, as well as inspiration and ideas from the great minds of our guests. So you can skillfully and confidently and mindfully navigate the relationship with yourself and with others and with all of life and its challenges. On with the show. Welcome back to the Peace and Passion podcast. Today, I'm going to talk to you all about love. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about how to build thriving connections and how to build more love between the two of you. Most importantly, how to show love. Now, you might be thinking, look, it's obvious how you show love. If you love someone, it will just come out in your behavior. But what we know is over time, relationships change and the way you express love may also change. And sometimes we get so busy and we take people for granted that we don't express love, even though we do feel those warm, tender feelings for them. So why should we talk about love? Because I think it's often misunderstood. When we talk about love, people often make reference to the kind of love that you see in Hollywood movies, that heightened sense of wanting and expectation and craving and wanting to be around somebody all the time. It's the chemically infused state of being in love that comes to mind. It's the fireworks. But real love, the love that's sustainable, is a different form of love. It's a feeling of safety and security, of knowing that somebody knows you, somebody sees you, somebody understands you. And despite your wobbles and your woes and your imperfections, they still hang around. And that's the beautiful feeling of love. But because there's so many mixed messages out there, we can get a bit confused about how to show this love, especially when the way we receive it or want to receive it is different from the way our partner wants to be loved. So the first thing I want you to know that is that love is about being known and seen and understood. And that's something you've got to deliver to your partner. The way you do that will be up to you. But in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about three important components that you should consider if you want your partner to know that you love them. The first one is all about you and it's about aligning with your relationship values, really holding them close to you. The second one is about understanding your partner's love language. Now, I know you know the concept of love language because there's so much out there about that. And I'll be talking to you about that idea. And the last one is about responding to your partner's bids. We're going to keep moving around those three ideas. And hopefully by the end of this episode, you're going to have one small actionable nugget that you can take away and go ahead and build a loving and a thriving relationship with your very special person. Let's talk about values. You see, what I've noticed is that sometimes people get caught up in the you change first mentality. And it's a game that people play, or it might come from a pain point, a feeling of being insecure or being afraid to change because my partner won't change. Wherever it comes from, when people are holding back or withdrawing, they usually want the other person to come towards them first. 
it sometimes with couples it's a bit of a stalemate or maybe it's just like a waiting game in some cases people can get nasty now I'm going to talk to you about what happened with Harry and Sally because they came to me when they were in this episode of a stalemate when they were stuck in a rut with a pattern that wasn't working for them they really wanted to build love between them to recreate a new and thriving relationship but somehow they got caught in a pattern of no one's going to go first and so for Sally who is a made-up client by the way Sally doesn't exist she's a generic person that I use to demonstrate key points in my episodes Sally didn't want to stop criticizing essentially for her it was all about criticism and she knew it she would come in and say look I know I'm a bit harsh I am criticizing yes yes but the thing was she didn't want to stop the criticism because she was waiting for him to change and do the right thing her whole problem was that he's not doing the right thing he's not listening to me I ask him to buy certain items from the shops he comes back with only a few of them now it creates more work for me and I'm a busy person and I've got to go out and buy those things when he dresses the kids in the morning it's the wrong clothes for daycare he knows that we've got five of those special garments for the kids to wear but he puts on that other garment look the list is endless and I could go on telling you all about criticism but really you're not going to get anything from that what I want you to know is criticism kills a relationship Sally did know she was criticizing she was being really harsh Harry was copying it but he only copped it to a certain point because after a while he would explode and he would rip into her and let her having have it and it was dynamite now both of them would walk away in pain and did certainly didn't help build the relationship but when I spoke to them individually both felt justified both wanted the other person to change first look patterns in relationship get built up slowly and then they get cemented after many many years if you're waiting for your partner to change you're actually expressing your relationship value and that is about the other person changing that's what you think is important then I'm going to put this to you it's not a winning formula I don't know anyone who could make another person change you have to want to change the change for yourself the way to get it is by changing yourself by looking at yourself you can go round and round and round waiting for your partner to change but the real secret is you change you taking the leadership and changing your own patterns and that happens to be a relationship value that's very important in all intimate relationships leadership you taking the initiative you committing to be the best version of you in the relationship you making the change and so if your partner criticizes you of course that's not a good thing but what you can do is not respond and escalate you can take responsibility for whatever is happening that's on your side and or you can work on controlling your explosions and speaking about how you feel about the criticism and how you'd like it to stop in a calm and gentle way and so essentially an escalation just fuels the criticism it fuels the fight and you will end up going round and round if you're the criticizer on the other hand yep you got to stop that you got to notice yourself and you've got to make the change to stop the criticism 
It's a pattern that occurs between people, but it's not the only pattern. So we want to connect with our values and we want to be the leader in the relationship. You can also be a leader in how you express love. And that takes us to the five love languages. It's the one thing that does come up over and over again is that people try and express love in the way they want to be loved. And it's a famous idea made famous by Gary Chapman, that's Dr. Gary Chapman, in his idea of the five love languages. He talks about this five ways that people want to be loved. It's either by giving gifts or through words of affirmation, saying things to your partner or through acts and deeds, doing things for your partner or through physical touch or through your presence, just being there and being available to your partner. They're the five love languages. Now, as the theory goes, we all have a preference for one, maybe two of these love languages. It's our preferred way of being loved. And what tends to happen in relationships is people love their partner the way they want to be loved. But the real work is in finding out how your partner wants to be loved and then delivering it in their love language. Let me give you an example. Gifts of affirmation. Now that was one that always confused me because you know what? I'm not a gift person. If you don't give me a gift, I'm not going to be too concerned about it. My method is actually words and deeds. They're the things that really matter to me. So the acts of service as well as the words of affirmation. And I met somebody who was all about gifts. And this person was continually getting upset, I guess, because they weren't receiving gifts and they were continually asking for gifts. And I couldn't quite understand it till they defined that their method was the method of being loved was the gifts of affirmation. And this person gave me a lovely explanation of what it meant to them. And it was all about just knowing that you're in your partner's mind. It was knowing that your partner had put thought into it even when they went away on work trips or extended trips or any sort of period away from the relationship, that they were still there, that you were still there. Like the gifts were actually symbolic of having occupied presence in their mind and that they had thought of you. And when they came back with a gift, it was a sign of love, that you were bonded, that you were connected. That really did make sense to me that that is something that people want. They want to know that you're living in your partner's mind. They want to know that you occupy space in there. And so gifts represents that for many, many people. But once again, it wasn't so clear to me because my methods were all about the words. Now, if you want to show love to me, you just have to be speaking words of affirmation, saying how much you appreciate me, saying how much... Um, you care about me and and also, you know, I guess compliments. That's the sort of thing that I really like. Affirming me as a human being and appreciating who I am. And acts of service is another one too that I really love, which is doing things for me without me even having to say them. So when you notice what's needed for me and you do that, that's going to get you brownie points. That's going to make me feel loved. And the other one that people talk about is touch. And it doesn't have to be all the way into the bedroom. It's just touch on the knee, touch on the shoulder, signs of affection in a physical form, a peck on the cheek, a hug. 
any sort of physical intimacy is one of those ways that people love to to express love and to receive love and more importantly the last one being the presence which is all about just be here for me show me that you are here for me and you can do that in so many different ways just by sitting together and being a companion or just by making time carving out time in your very busy schedule to prioritize your partner your lover and your friend so all of these ways are methods that people want to be loved and I want you to go and find the way that your partner or your prospective partner wants to be loved so you can deliver love in their love language. Equally important, it's important for you to know how you want to be loved so you can define yourself and ask for love in the way that you want to receive it. So the you first mentality really doesn't work. Once you find out about how your partner wants to be loved, it's a good idea to take leadership. What does leadership mean in a relationship? It's all about leading the way rather than waiting for your partner to deliver love. It's all about you connecting with your own values. Establish your own relationship values and connect with that. I wonder right now as you're listening to this, are you aware of what your relationship values are? Are you able to list them immediately or do you have to go and pause and think about what your relationship values are? Because here's the thing, my friend. Look, sometimes it does take a while to remember your relationship values, but if you can't remember them and they're not top of mind, then what are the chances that you're actually going to be influencing your own behavior? You're going to be acting from that place of values in real time, especially when you're under stress and pressure and duress you're probably not going to be aligned with those values in those moments. So it is really important to remember your values and have them top of mind. You want to have them internalized deep within you, within your psyche, your relationship values. What are they? So you can be acting from those all the time. And they may be things like truth or honesty or trust or integrity or authenticity or care or Whatever it is, you need to put words to it and articulate it and connect with it and know what your relationship values are because we want you to act from those values all the time. And I'm going to suggest to you that, you know, waiting for your partner to initiate acts of service or touch or love or give you words of affirmation or buy you a gift is not going to work because you need to be providing the love in the way that they want to hear it. So in other words, it's about acting from your values to be a loving person and delivering love in their love language. Now, you know, it, it gets a little bit tricky when things are not well because the natural tendency is to want to make sure that it's going to be reciprocated. But the only way that it can be reciprocated is if you lead. And so right now, I'm asking you to be the leader in your relationship and to be able to show up aligned with your values and to deliver love and care from your value based. Remembering your values is the very most important thing. So right now, I want you to be thinking of what are your relationship values? How do you want to show up? And then from that place, when you're able to articulate them and embody them and internalize them and know them well, then you'll be skillful in relating from your values, always using your values as a signpost, as a way for you to connect with your partner 
and why not with everyone in the world as well? So values happen to be a really important component of love relationships. You can show love by aligning to your values and by understanding your partner's love language. And when you align with your value to be a loving partner, to show up, to show up in truthfulness, then that's going to remind you to always be available and to always lead in the relationship in order to demonstrate love first rather than waiting to receive. Lead first and then receive. Lead with values to demonstrate love. Know your partner's love language to give it in the way that they want to hear it and to receive it. The other thing I'd like to say to you is, you know, love happens in the small moments. It's not about the big intentional acts of love like Valentine's Day with the dozen roses. It really is about the small moments. And so in the Gottman Method of Therapy, we talk about the bids that people make. We are connection seekers. We are seeking connection all the time and we make small bids to connect with, special, with our special partner or special person. And those bids don't have to be big moments. They can be little tiny moments like wanting to bond over a cup of coffee or engaging with someone in what you're doing today and asking them to join you. But whatever it is, it's a way of communicating that you want to connect. And it might be just as simple as looking out the window and saying, hey, look at that bird. And that's a bid for your partner to connect with you in that moment. How do you respond to your partner's bids? Do you turn towards the bid and connect in that moment and recognize it as a bid for connection? Or do you label it as a pointless exercise and go, what the hell, what's a bird? I don't want to have a look at a bird and turn away from them. Or is it even worse? Do you turn against them and maybe abuse or criticize? You know, you have a choice in every moment, turn towards, away or against. That's what bids are all about. And in the Gottman Method, we know that we need to turn towards a bid in order to create more love and intimacy and real connection in relationships. So once again, what is your value around relationships? Is there a value around connecting with your partner and noticing the bits for connection and turning towards the bid for connection? Do you want more connection and love? Are you interested in showing the connection and love in the way they want to receive it? Do you want to be more skillful in the awareness that it takes to notice when they're making a bid? Maybe this is the perfect time for you to have a conversation with your partner about how they want to be loved and the types of bids that they're making so you can be more attuned and notice when they are making bids to connect with you. And if this speaks to you, I'd like you to go away right now and give some gratitude to your partner just for being who they are because we all need each other. We are all wanting love and connection and the more you give it, the more you will receive it. I hope you got something out of this podcast, at least one little nugget. That's always my aim to give you one little learning, one little nugget that you can take away on your day and practice in small moments. Take good care now. Thanks for listening to the Peace and Passion podcast. If you'd like to stay in contact, make sure you subscribe to the show in your podcast app so you don't miss an episode. Now, if you like something here or if something resonated with you, I'd love your encouragement to keep this going. You can do that with a review. 
a like or a share or just by telling someone that you think will benefit from hearing this podcast. Take good care now.